Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. Hey guys, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti, and I've got uh, Neil Jeffrey with me. Um, Neil, uh, you know, it's I want to I want to give our listeners kind of a little bit of a background, um, but I've known you for so long that it's kind of it's kind of hard to know where to begin. Um, and so I'm I'm going to need you to kind of tell our listeners a little bit about you because when when I think of you, I can go back to um, you know you were a quarterback at Baylor. Um, and there's some great stories about you being a quarterback at Baylor. You went on to the pros for a while. Um, I kind of got to meet you um, because my brother-in-law, uh, Robbie, uh, you know, just he loves and adores you as, as uh, you know, everybody does. But I, I remember playing flag football mm. <laughs> kind of in my, in my early 30s, right, against my brother-in-law. And he had you as his quarterback. <laughs> uh, and that was, a, that was a time in my life where I actually didn't really like you um, because you were, you were still, you know, just humming that ball. And it was, it was amazing to watch Those you. Those so, are great days. Yeah, so I, I always think of you as, you know, uh, just a, a great man as a, as a quarterback. But there's also the other part of you. You're a pastor at the church that I'm at. Um, you're a godly man. You've raised, you know, two wonderful daughters and a son, um, you know, great marriage. So, um, you know, as a, as just a man of God, you're an incredible, um, just man of God that I've kind of watched over the years and, and had a lot of respect for. Um, but then there's that other side of you that every once in a while, you know, it's just kind of the, the center focus of just kind of that quarterbacking. Um, but then there's another part of you um, that is kind of an interesting part because every time you get up and talk, it's the first thing yeah, um, out of the gate yeah, that you yeah, kind of have to start yeah. out with. And that yeah. is you stutter. Yeah. And so <laughs> you're, you're a fascinating, well, uh, you know, just a very unique individual. Yeah. And, and I'm glad because we're going to talk to some young guys about um, what it means to be a man uh, and what that looks like and some of the things that you've learned over the years. So I just want to say thanks for coming yeah, on you, the program. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. And I, uh, I think this is a wonderful thing. And, you know, I'm you know, speaking about my life, and everyone has all kind of things about them. But, but a dominating force in my whole life has mm-hmm. been my stuttering, right? And that and that I stutter, and you know, I just hear myself speaking right now, and I'm I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm doing really well, <laughs> and, and and guys out there are thinking, I'm not sure you it's stutter because you know, right? you're not stuttering much. But yeah. it has has dominated my life, yeah. and and as a kid, I couldn't say anything, couldn't talk. And a kid struggles, a stutterer struggles with, uh, he's ashamed of how he speaks because he never says anything well. Yep. He makes all these faces, it, it, it's ugly. And so in some respects, it has, has so um, impacted my life. And uh, in, in, uh, initially in uh, a negative way, yeah. because I always saw myself as having this, this this struggle, this this handicap, this weakness, whatever it, it, it is, this stutter that just uh, I never liked myself. I always felt inferior. Always had this uh, this self image problem. I didn't want to be me. Wanted to be all these other guys. And you know, you didn't have this. You just and I just and and literally the greatest thing that's ever happened to me is when I discovered and realized that there's a God in heaven who loves me mm. just as I am. 
just because I had a hard time loving myself. Yeah. And, uh, and to realize God created me, I'm precious to him, uh, 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 even more precious than my first baby girl when she was born, Natalie, mm. and I held her in my, uh, my arms that very first time and realized, man, she was mine. Yeah. And uh, he created me. He loves me. He's got a plan for my life. And Jesus died for me, which is a whole, whole another thing that I realized how much he loved me. And, uh, and, and this is maybe the second hugest thing. I realized that God loved me. He died for me. But two, that God would use me. He's got a plan for my life. Because I thought this, uh, this whole struggle in my life of stuttering and this uh, what made me, and I assumed this whole stuttering thing is the reason why God could not use me. Right. And, of course, what I've discovered after all these years is uh, that's the reason God can use me. If I just submit myself to him and trust him as my Savior, allow him to work in my life, he's bigger than anything in my life. And, and I, I, you know, my story is, and my testimony, man, if God can use me, he can use anybody. Yeah. Just because I've struggled to touch so much. And, and to realize, you know, my two desires in my heart when I was a kid, I wanted to be a quarterback. And I pursued, I pursued that for a long time. And I wanted to be a preacher because I have a dad. Because I had a dad who was uh, a lay preacher. And mm-hmm. I just saw how God used him. And I wanted, but as a stutterer, those are things you shouldn't do. Let's be a quarterback and, uh, and be a preacher. And yet, to God has worked so gloriously in my life to just, uh, in one sense, uh, uh, not even conquer all of that. Because I still stutter, and it's still a struggle, and and I still don't have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I realize God's bigger than this, and, and God's going to do something in this and through this. And uh, uh, you know, it's just it's it, 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 it just says what a great God we have. Yeah, and it's it's an amazing. I think you know, listening to you over the years share your story, um, it, it has been an amazing concept because when when you talk about. Um, those passions that God gave you, um, and then what would be most people would consider, you know, a hurdle, an obstacle, um, you know, something that you know most people would say, okay, Neil, let's let's steer you away from those yes. things. Um, and it, I, you know, when I mentioned, you know, he was a quarterback and a stutterer, I, I think you know everybody who's listening are thinking, okay, that's just impossible. It literally would be impossible to think yeah. about a person going up. Right to call the cadence at the line of scrimmage, um, and you not being able to say, "Hey, something! I know something's going to come out of my mouth." Right? You can't just wait for it. One o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, That's I mean, right. you know, there's guys out there who are, you know, thinking about going. Okay, it, it literally doesn't make sense. So why didn't somebody steer you away from those things? Why did somebody let you go into things, right, that they knew were going to be difficult, or they knew it was going to be hard, or yeah. they knew that, hey, Neil, you're going to yeah. fail at these things, yeah. but yet, right, they didn't. Right, your parents didn't steer no. you away from these things, which we're so glad of, and you kept <clears throat> pushing through. And God showed Himself faithful, and it's a, it's a pretty amazing story. Yes, they. I was blessed to have someone who believed in me long before I believed in myself. Oh, that's awesome. But even before that, it was in my heart. It's something I wanted to be a quarterback, and uh, and and I wanted to be able to to be a speaker like my dad was. And it it, it was always in my heart. But of course, I'm thinking, I don't know how this is going to work, and so forth. But I kept doing. But you know, I was blessed. Always had coaches. Who just believed in me? Who just helped me? Uh, I mean, we just worked in, in in high school. I had someone else call the plays for me in the huddle, and then at the line of scrimmage. I had, I had uh, our, our, our tailback set all the huts into the line of scrimmage, and then in college I sang the plays. I mean, we all, but it it 
it happened. And uh, it, it just, and it you did. know what? It doesn't say much about me. It says a whole lot about God. And God can do anything with anybody. And, uh, you know, I trusted Jesus Christ when I was a sophomore in high school. And just started following him and, and didn't, you know, I didn't know a whole lot, didn't understand a whole lot. I just knew that God loved me. And uh, uh, I didn't understand why I had all these struggles in my life. Mm -hmm. But God has used all those things gloriously to uh, just make me who he wanted me to be and to do what he wanted me to do, which says a whole lot about our God and uh, how awesome he is. Yeah. I think about, um, you know, oftentimes when we look at Scripture, we look at Moses as an individual um, that probably had a speech impediment, a speaking problem, right? When God said, hey, I need you to, you know, talk to Pharaoh, and Moses was like, hey, I, I can't. Um, and God's like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's find a way to make this, you know, happen yeah. and, and work. And it's amazing how um, God can work through any, what, what we would consider a difficulty, an impossibility, just something that to us mm -hmm. seems like that's not going to work. But if we trust God, that he has a way of navigating, mm -hmm. right, through life that we never would have seen Amen. before, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I never would have yeah. taken a person and said, hey, let's take, you know, a person who, you know, struggles with stuttering and let's make him the quarterback. Mm -hmm. But yet it worked. Mm -hmm. and, and God made a way, right, for it to work. And, and the neat thing is that, that you never gave up on it either, though. You never gave up on the way that God gave you a dream, right, and you kept on pushing through. And mm -hmm. I think there's guys out there that, Right. They're thinking, you know, can God really make me into this particular man? Because, you know, I, I didn't have a dad that was or I haven't seen an example of somebody who was. So I, you know, when God pushed that kind of that uh, that burden on your heart to say, hey, this is what I'm calling you to. And I want you to follow me and I want you to to become this. Right. I think the whole idea of trusting God Amen. to work yeah. you out because yeah. Yeah, he's bigger. His ways are not right. Our ways. They're higher than our ways. Mm -hmm. And he has a way of, of fashioning through life that you go, I never would have seen that. But now, right, that you're at the age where you are, yeah. as you look back on it, just amazing to see that God it, it's took incredible. you on that journey. You know, my mom, when I was a, a, a kid and just struggling with my stuttering, mm -hmm. I come home from school, just, I mean, just feel stupid, feel like an idiot, just feel ugly. I didn't like myself, all these things. She would just hold me in her arms and she would pray for me, which were some of the sweetest times mm -hmm. in my whole life. But she would say this, and she said this a thousand times. Son, I don't understand all of this. I don't know why, but I just know that uh, God loves you. And God's going to use this uh, somehow in your life in an incredible way. We just got to trust him, and we just got to be faithful to him where we are. And she would say that a thousand times. And, you know, then, I mean, I was struggling th through everything. But now, now looking back over my life as, as an older guy, I realized uh, uh, that's true. Mm. And... Uh, and to have discovered that one who I am, you know, I just, you said earlier about just always wanting to impress everybody else. Yeah. And, and I spent, I mean, that was, that so dominated me. I wanted to be, be respected and liked and, 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 and all those things. And how do I measure up to everyone else? And of course, I was always inferior, always. Mm -hmm. And I never liked me. And uh, when I was in grade school, I wanted to be like Mark Mentier. He was a Coolest guy in our school at uh, Frywood Elementary School. <laughs> Junior high was Randy Fagan, the best athlete in our school. He was incredible. I wanted to be Randy Fagan. I didn't want to be me. In high school, it was Steve Thomas. He was the guy who called the play for me in the huddle. And he mm. was so everything. In college, it was 100 guys in college. Mm. And uh, just uh, that's a tough way to live your life. It is. It's just never happy with me. I don't want to be. I don't want to be everybody else. And to discover finally how awesome it is to be Neil Jeffrey. 
Yeah, I got struggles. We don't, everyone's got struggles. I got issues. Everybody got issues. Hey, I got a big deal on my chest, deficient. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm dysfunctional. I'm all of these things. You know, I know that. But in Christ, I'm perfect. I'm complete. And uh, I've discovered, and it, it took me way too long. And you know what? If I could tell a younger man out there, uh, uh, I think the main thing I would, I, would, I would tell him, because if I could go back and start high, and do high school again, college again, all that stuff, I would just tell them, and I would want to just, just to discover how awesome it is to be Neil Jeffrey, who I am in Christ. Yeah. Forgiven, complete, accepted, loved, valued, empowered, perfect in every way. You know, I finally realized, hey, I'm not a mistake because God don't make no mistakes. And, uh, 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 you know, James 1, 2 through 4 is a great verse. Okay. And this is powerfully uh, impacted my life in this whole area. It's where, it's where it, uh, the Bible says, consider it all joy when you encounter various trials. He's actually saying consider it all joy if you stutter. You got an issue. Yeah. Consider it all joy if you whatever, can't right. Yeah, whatever. In, it is. Insert your difficulty here. Yes, because <laughs> the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result. And the and the perfect result is that you might be three things: perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Seems to be saying if a person wants to be perfect and complete, lacking, you're not born that way. Right. God does that through struggles in life, and the end result is through this struggle. I get that way, not because I don't have a struggle. I get that way because I have a struggle, but in the midst of that struggle, I'm trusting Jesus in my life. And the end result is I become perfect, which may mean I become everything he created me to be. Mm. And complete may mean I do everything he created me to do. And lacking in nothing means I can do all things through Christ. I have everything I need to do whatever I need to do in, in life, which is to be the man God wants me to be, to walk in holiness and righteousness, to love my wife the way Christ loved the church and gave himself for to raise my kids, invest my, uh, take, uh, uh, the lives of my kids, lead them well, uh, to show them what it means to be a godly man, to love Jesus, uh, to, to, uh, to do life in uh, a, a good way. And it's the struggle that has, has really... It, you know, to, to Paul had a thorn, and he asked, Lord, take this thing away. And uh, obviously the Lord said, Paul, I'm not going to uh, take it away. But because of this thorn, you're going to discover that my grace is sufficient for you, yeah. for anything and everything you go through your life. And my power is actually made perfect in your weakness. So Paul said, I would rather boast in my weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Which seems to be t- t- telling me I- I'm going to boast in my struggle that the power of Christ may rest upon me as well. And just to, just to encourage a, a young man, hey, you are everything you need to be in Christ Jesus. And he's not looking at you and thinking, hey, I wish you wasn't like that. God's not looking at me and saying, hey, I wish you weren't like this. I wish you didn't do all this stuff. Hey, he looks at me, and if I've trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, I'm forgiven, I'm cleansed, I'm a, I'm a new man in Christ. And I'm everything I need to be, and to discover how awesome it is to be that man and mm-hmm. to live that life, not having to impress anybody else because I know I'm who God created me to be. Yeah. I think that's such an important just word to, to everybody, right? Young men, young women, anybody, about just the whole 
um, struggle of trying to impress other people. Um, I look at social media and I think, oh my goodness, our, our kids are going through this terrible experiment of social media where they're actually getting to see so much more of other people's lives, which we, we never got to see growing yeah, up, yeah. right? I mean, I, you know, Ever, I, I yeah. saw kids at school, I saw kids at church, I saw kids in the neighborhood, but I didn't see everything that they did and only the really positive stuff that they want to put on there. And if I had seen that all the time, 24-7, 365, right? I was like, you know, you, when, when you're looking at, you know, hey, I want to be this guy, I want to be that guy, imagine if, right, all you got to see was all their highlight reel all the time, Right. And I, I think, you know, for our kids just kind of growing up in this, it's like that that's so difficult. And I think if you can get to that point in life where you realize, you know, if, if you're trying to impress a bunch of other people, they're not looking at you. They're, they're not impressed with you. They're not unimpressed with you. Um, they're just trying to impress everybody else, too. They're trying to be so and so and they're trying to be some, somebody yeah. else. And I'm just like, you know, if, if you can get to that point in life where you go. You know, God's made me for a particular Amen. reason, yeah. right? I mean, you know, it says in Ephesians that he, you know, he's crafted me, mm. right? I'm, I'm his workmanship. Masterpiece. Right, I'm right. his masterpiece, yeah. right? There's there's something unique about Dan Panetti that there's not going to be another Dan Panetti. And, and all the, you know, not only 7 billion people that are alive right now, but throughout time and eternity, right? There's mm. not going to be another me, mm-hmm. right? So what does God have me here for? And then if you focus not on your deficiencies, which God can still use, but you focus on the gifts and the abilities and the talents that he's given you, right? I would have thought that, you know, if I went to school uh, with Neil Jeffrey in high school, right, I'd have been like, man, I always wanted to be the quarterback, right? Look at the way the guy whizzes that ball. I mean, I can't do that, right? I mean, and the the one reason I wasn't the quarterback um, was because, you know, when my dad and I went out and played catch and things like that, I couldn't throw a spiral yeah. to save my life. I mean, you know, I mean, I was, you know, strong kid, big kid, athletic and everything. But when it came to picking up a football and throwing a spiral, that thing was always a wounded duck. And so it was kind of the, you know, I watched guys who were throwing spirals and, you know, I would have looked at Neil Jeffrey in high school and I'd been like, man, look at the way he throws that ball. As opposed to what we always focus on is our deficiencies, right. that, you know, and yeah. not the, hey, here's how God's gifted you. Yeah. Right. It, it's yeah. The, the problems that you have, the hurdles that you have to jump over, the difficulties. Yeah, sure. Everybody's got them. Right. But you've got something unique and, and special yeah. that somebody else doesn't have. Amen. And yeah. what's God going to do with that? Yeah. Well, and what you know, just uh, speaking about it, that example about high school and how people saw me, you know, I saw myself always in such a bad light. Mm. You know, through these years, uh, talking to, to these guys, you know, years later after high school, I mean, 50 years after high school, and and just having them now tell me how they saw me in high school, yeah. which was, I mean, I can't, they actually thought I was somebody. I never thought I was anybody. And and it's just it's just amazing how, how our sinful nature just always yes. just uh, goes that way, goes down broken. on ourselves yep. and so forth, instead of realizing who I am in Christ. Yeah. But, isn't, I mean, isn't that the enemy's great plan? Oh, d- d- right? totally. To distract yes. you away from the gifts that God's given you. And rejoicing you. in who I am yes. and where I am in life exactly. and what I'm doing and yep. what my assignment yep. is. And ultimately, you know, I've discovered that this as well. Uh, because, you, you know, as, as an athlete, you want to be the best, you want to be the greatest, all that stuff. In business, you want to make a million, do all, do all that yep. stuff. And in, in, in preaching, you want to be the best preacher, all that kind of stuff. You know, I've realized, hey, I've got... My main assignment in life is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah. Is to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's why, it's why the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3.10, after 30 years after accepting Christ in Acts, he says in Philippians 3.10, 
that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. It, it, the passion of his life was to know Jesus. And, and really, like I said earlier, hey, uh, as, as we were talking, hey, if this whole Christian thing and Christianity and all this is, uh, it's, it's, it, it's about Jesus and about him being in my life and me having a relationship with him and me spending time with him and knowing him and pursuing him and just, and just giving attention to him because he's a big deal. And making that the number one thing in my life. If I do anything in my life well, I want to know Jesus personally, passionately, powerfully in my life. And, and then also my assignment is to love my wife. Now, uh, speaking about that, you know, I struggled with the whole girl thing all of my life. I mean, I, as a stutterer, as a stu- I was gonna as say. A stu- you can't be cool and stutter at the same time. There's no way. And I, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's always ugly. I was always afraid of girls. I, I, I didn't date much. Mm. I just struggled. And I actually thought there, I just assumed I'd never get married. I mean, I assume it's not going to be a girl out there who's going to love a guy who, who, who just feels ugly and just all, all that stuff because of my stutter. I think it, 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 it uh, ain't going to happen. And, uh, and, you know, talking about just living your life to impress people. I mean, how easy for a guy to spend his life just all he wants to just impress girls. I mean, uh, just to be a kind of that all the girls are, are, you know, think it's cool or good or whatever. And uh, I discovered somewhere uh, uh, along the way, and it, and it took me a while, but I discovered finally, you know what? Uh, it doesn't matter what the body of women out there think about Neil Jeffrey. There you go. What matters is what one girl thinks about Neil Jeffrey. And that's Sheila, of course, who's now my wife. Mm. And I met Sheila when I was at Baylor my junior year on a blind date. And, of course, again, I hadn't dated much. I really hadn't had any kind of – didn't date anybody steady – and all of a sudden, I meet this girl on a blind date for the first time and, and to discover, of course, she was gorgeous. She was beautiful. I'm thinking, I'm out of my league. There's no way. But, uh, and she, she was a speech therapy major. She was studying how to help stutterers. And we met. We fell in love two and a half years. We were married. It's been 47 years together. In the front. I wow. mean, which just, <laughs> the irony. just tells, well, but also it tells me this. Hey, God has a plan. Yeah. And he's got a purpose. And you know what? And it, I, 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 I couldn't see it happen, happening, but it did. Yeah. And, and God has. And I'm just going to trust him. If i got to wait, I'm going to wait. Because in the end, it's worth waiting for. Yeah. And uh, it, it's uh, uh, my main responsibility is to love Jesus, to love my wife, and to raise my kids. And to be a witness in this world for Christ. And, and to realize I'm here for a reason, for a purpose. You know, speaking about that uh, plan for you, there's a bunch of discussion out there. You know, it, it, um, and, and some people say, hey, you mean God's a plan for every person on the planet? I mean, there's no way. I mean, that's too much. Well, if you think about it, you know, everything God created, everything, every molecule, every atom, every insect, everything has a plan and a purpose. It all fits in something. You know, it's inconceivable to think God would create everything with a plan and a purpose. And then create humans and actually send his son, Jesus Christ, to the earth to die for us and for our sins, to, 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 to pay for our sins, so we can have a relationship with him and him not to have a plan for our life, to just abandon us and say, hey, you're there. God has a plan. 
He has something perfect he wants to do in us and with us and for us and through us. And uh, it, it's just the greatest joy in life is uh, uh, enjoying Jesus, tasting of the Lord and knowing that he is good, yeah. what the Bible says. Yeah. And to discover why I am here. And it's been my life to just to serving him there, wherever that is, and be happy and satisfied with who I am, where I am, what I'm doing, what I'm supposed to do until he calls me home. Yeah. I always think about that because when, uh, when people talk about how can God have a plan and a purpose for, you know, every person, and I'm thinking, well, don't you have a plan and a purpose for everything that you do? And the answer is sure. I mean, I've created some things over the years. I've made some things. I've done this, right? And everything that I do, Dan Panetti... Right? I have a plan and a purpose for it. And in, in my 53 years, I can go back and look at things that I created years and years ago. And I can still remember right? You know what that was for and what that was about and all the different things. And then I think, okay, so here's the deal. Right? Dan Panetti isn't all that you know, masterful and great and wonderful and you know, he's limited. If you've got an eternal God, mm-hmm. why is it so difficult to grasp right, that you know, in my little world, I, I have a plan and purpose for the things that I create. I have a plan and purpose for my days, right? You've got an eternal God, right? So it's just, it's exponentially yeah. so much greater, yes. right? Wouldn't he have a plan and yes. purpose for everything that he creates? And yes, answer, he would. Of course and he is. Yes, of course. Of course he, he does, yes. right? So it's, a, it's an amazing thing. I, I love that, though. Um, great reminder, just, um, you know, kind of wrapping up this particular episode, um, the idea that you have um, of... Um, not focusing on what everybody else thinks about you, but really grasping the idea that God has created you for a plan and a purpose um, and that you need to know him to know what that is, I mm-hmm. think is kind of the, um, the essence, right, of what your life is really a message about, um, that it's not, the, it's not the difficulties, it's not the, um, you know, the, the struggles, mm-hmm. right, even though those are important because God's going to use right, those. Yeah. Right, but just kind of focusing on the, you know, who's God, who has He created me to be, and that's what I want to get to know. And then He's going to use uh, not only the gifts and abilities and the, and the passions that He's given you, but the amazing thing is, and it's kind of weird to think about, He's actually going to use those things that you think there's no, no way He can use this. There, there's there's no way He can use that particular difficulty or that particular struggle or that particular weakness. Right, and God's going. Watch me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just, exactly. Just, hang on. You yeah. trust me, yeah. right? And you watch how I'm going to weave all this together for something greater than you could even ask or imagine. Watch me do that. Your job is just to know me. And just walk in faith. That's good. So good. Good, good. Thank, thank you for your time. You bet. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.